Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You would turn in your Bibles with me to Psalm 13. Psalm 13. It has been a year. Uh, this is the last Sunday of 2020, and who's going to say hallelujah with me? <laughs> this has been a year. Anybody had plans for 2020 a year ago? How'd that look for you? <laughs> I mean, we had a pandemic. We've had loved ones who've been touched by the pandemic. We've had all kinds of things, um, financial crises in our country, and many people have had financial crises in their homes. Uh, There's been a higher level of stress, and so it has affected marriages, it has affected families, it has affected everyone. This has been a year to remember And maybe, hopefully, not remember. (laughs) It's been a year. And while this year feels intensely difficult, this year feels intensely um, hard, in a way, it's just like every other year. In a way, uh, all of life, Um, is difficult. All of life, we go through seasons where we face unimaginable challenges. Things that shake us to our core. Things that we just don't know how we're going to make it through. Tonight, We're going to look at Psalm 13, and this is a a psalm of David. It doesn't tell us specifically what's going on in David's life as as he writes this, but we know that he is going through a period of intense struggling. And what we see is a cry out to the Lord, How long? How long do I got to go through this? Okay? Maybe some of you have felt that way this year. Maybe about COVID, maybe about something else. But you may have cried out with the psalmist, How long, O Lord? I'm telling you today that because we read it in Scripture, because these are the inspired words, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that God is giving us permission to cry out with the psalmist with that cry. We're not to have to bury our pain, deny our pain. We don't have to do that, but we can cry out with the psalmist and like those martyrs in heaven who were crying out, how long, O Lord, until you bring about justice? It's okay and it's not sinful. To cry out with the psalmist, how long, O Lord? And he ends this psalm with trust. 
And so one of the big picture items that I want to see out of this text is that trusting God and asking Him, how long is this going to last, are not at odds with each other. You've got the same pen, same author, in the same psalm, writing these ideas. How long, O Lord, but I trust You. So let's look at our text. To the choir master, a psalm of David. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Let's pray. Oh, Father, that is our cry. We live in this present evil age. We live with sickness, pain, disease, and death. And we cry out, how long? We cry out, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. We long to see you. Father, give us ears to hear and eyes to see tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, we don't know a lot of details about the circumstances David was facing at the time, but we do know he was facing intense anguish and pain. We know from reading about the story of David, although we don't know exactly what period in his life this was, but we know that there were times whenever Saul wanted to kill David. And we know that there were times that even his own son wanted to kill him. Okay, So David had his enemies. David was touched with the common experience of human beings as he cried out, how long? And he felt like God had forgotten him. He says, how long will you forget me? Forever? Now the punctuation may not be that way, but the way I read it, that's the way I imagine this being read. How long will you forget me? Forever? David felt like God was forgetting him. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like God was off distant and He's forgotten about you? The psalmist felt that way. He, he was asking, how long is this going to last? Is this going to be just forever or during this life? Will, will, I, will, will, will God never remember me? And he asks that question and it's hanging in the air. And then he follows it up with another question. How long will you hide your face from me? And maybe you felt during 2020 that the Lord has hide, hidden His face from you. I think of Numbers chapter 6. 
the Aaronic blessing where Aaron is told to, to bless the children of Israel and he, he says, may the Lord make His face shine upon you and give you peace. The sign of God's favor, the sign of God's favor was His face shining upon His people. When the psalmist asks, how long will you hide your face from me? He is, he is feeling like God is distant, like God doesn't really care about him. He feels as if God's blessing is, has left him. Have you felt that way this year? I can admit I have at times. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? It seems as though David is saying, he's taking counsel in his heart. He's taking counsel within his soul. So instead of hearing from God, he's having to ask advice from himself. He's, he's, taking, he's, he's looking inward, he's thinking inward, and, and he's, he's worried and he's taking counsel in his own soul. And he has sorrow all the day. From the time he gets up in the morning until the time he goes to bed at night, he feels sorrow all the day. And maybe either sitting in this room or watching online. You can feel that this year. You feel like God's forgotten you. You feel like He's lifted His blessing and He's no longer looking upon you. You feel like you have sorrow all day long. And then He says, How long shall my enemy be exalted over you? David had enemies. Maybe you have enemies in your life. Now, the Bible tells us Christians to love our enemies. But the word enemy literally is haters. It's, 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 a, it's the verb hate turned into a, a, a participle that's taken um, as haters. And it's basically, that's the word enemy. And so, our enemies are not those who we dislike. Our enemies are those who hate us regardless of our behavior. So, do you have those in your life that you feel have hated you? And do you feel like they are being exalted and you're being put down? David asks these questions. How long will it be this way? This world is not right. This world is broken. Uh, it ought not to be this way. And because of the sting and the pain of death and sin, we live in this present evil age that Peter was telling us how to live within. And we cry out, How long, O Lord? How long will it be? David then pleads with the Lord to give him an answer. He says, consider and answer me. Consider and answer me. And the literally, when it says consider, it's look at. 
And you can just imagine a little kid trying to get your attention saying, look at me, look at me. And maybe you feel like that. God, I feel like you've hidden your face from me. I just need you to look at me. Take notice of me. Consider and answer me. Oh Lord, answer me. You let acknowledge, let me know that you hear what I have I'm saying, what I'm crying out to you. This is what the psalmist is saying. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. There's a glimmer of hope there. In the first passages where he says, How long, O Lord? He just says, O Lord. But here, verse 3, Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. And there, he introduces that he has a relationship with the Lord. He, 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 in his own, when he asks, consider and answer me, he's reminding the Lord that they are in a covenant relationship together. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Lighten up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. He's depending on God for him to have joy, isn't he? If I just wallow in my pity, if I just wallow in all of the circumstances, I'm going to just go to sleep and never wake up. I'm just going to go to sleep and just die. I'm so down that that's all I can do. But here he's saying, lighten up my eyes. Lord, I need you to lighten up my eyes. Or I don't have any hope. That is where our hope is found. It is in looking to the Lord. It's in Him giving us joy. It's in Him giving us peace. It's in Him lightening up our eyes. Brightening up our smile. If we don't have Him, we're lost without Him. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over Him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. As part of David's prayer, he, he, he includes as one of the motivations, he doesn't want to see his enemies or the enemies of God rejoicing. Saying, aha, you thought your God was good. Look at where he left you. That's not where David is going to leave things and that's not where the Lord is going to leave things. He doesn't want to see his enemies mocking the Lord because he was left in such dire straits. Then finally, David turns the corner to trust. Like I said, having the feelings and emotion of feeling abandoned, feeling depressed is not in conflict with trust. But, verse 5, I, uh, I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because He's dealt bountifully with me. It really is a very big contrast between those two things, isn't there? It, doesn't feel, it feels like a great contrast. But somehow, David holds both of those things without tension in his own life. He cries out to God in trust, and says, I've trusted in your steadfast love. The word there, the for steadfast love, 
Uh, it's very common, and some translations say loving kindness. Um, the word itself, there's been dissertations written on this word, but it, it basically, it's a covenant, loyal love. Whenever the Bible talks about this particular kind of love, um, it, it is a love that is attached to God's promise. The mic go out? <laughs> it is a love that's attached to God's promise. God promised to David that he would set him up as king, that he would have a king that would come from his line, that would have a, a, a kingdom that would never end. The Messiah. And, and this covenant promise is what David is pleading on behalf of. I have trusted in your steadfast love because I know I can trust that you have promised that you will bring a son from my line that will rule the world forever, Jesus. I can trust that whatever you do is good. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. The, tr the promise that he's trusting in may or may not have been in this life. Don't listen to the health and wealth prosperity people who say God wants you to be rich and never sick and all those kinds of things. It may or may not come in this life. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. On that last day when Jesus comes again and we're resurrected and we stand before Him and He says, well done, good and faithful servant. When He says... Enter into my kingdom. I will rejoice in, my, in your salvation. I may be crying out right now, Oh Lord, how long? This is so painful. I can't hold on any longer. But we look to a future where He will come and save us from this. Verse 6, I will sing to the Lord. Isn't it like Paul and Silas in prison? They were in prison, in chains for preaching the gospel, and what did they do? They sang. And you know what? what? We've got to forget, we've got to remember what kind of book we're looking at. This is the Psalms. This is a book of Psalms. So David is crying out to the Lord, and he's writing a song about it. I will sing to the Lord. This, we have the words of his song right here. I will sing to the Lord because he's dealt bountifully with me. And our minds sometimes can't wrap around the idea that of those two things going together. He's here, he's here praying, how long, O oh Lord, are you going to make me go through this? And at the same time, you have dealt bountifully with me. You have given me immeasurably more than I could ever ask for. But somehow David holds the tension together. Brother, sister, whatever you're facing right now, whatever you faced in 2020, whatever you face in 2021, it's okay to bring your anxieties to the Lord. Peter said, casting all our cares on Him because He cares for us. 
We can bring our cares to the Lord. We can bring our anxieties to the Lord and pour our hearts out to Him. And He won't turn us away for it. Believer, in the midst of praying that, we can still trust that He is good and he plan- His plans are good for us. And just like the song that we sang, and Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. We long for that day when my faith shall be sight. We believe that God is good. We believe that He's dealt bountifully with us, but right now we don't see it. We, right now we don't see it. Right now we see how long, O oh Lord, The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. Look to Jesus. Just like every sermon I say, look to Jesus. He is faithful. He is trustworthy. And you can come to Him when you are in your time of need. listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.